Okay. Retribution so, coming. Borderlands three, uh, coming off the heels of Borderlands two, there was no way that they were going to top that amazing experience. And we'll, we'll get into what made Borderlands two so good. So in a, some way I do feel bad for them having to follow that S- suffering from success, you know, mm. but Borderlands three would just had way too many issues to even be understandably a letdown. I think it was unequivocally just really embarrassingly bad for a few reasons. Um, talk about what I liked first. Uh, the first play through the, excuse me, the, the first play through the game feels fantastic. Uh, just the way it feels to traverse the world when the mantle's working and people aren't calling you stupid. No. Uh, it feels great. The shooting is better than ever. Uh, the loot is fun, exciting, fresh, you know, um, and there's new vehicles, new guns, uh, all sorts of stuff. Feels great to play. Um, eventually that feeling does fade away though. And it just becomes part of the game. It's, you know, no longer can we compare it to Borderlands 2. It has to stand on its own. What what sets the Borderlands 3 apart? You know, what makes it a rewarding experience? Um, the end game is not really fucking good. <laughs> mm. <laughs> not good at all. We'll get to that later. But the main thing that's going to jump out at you right away is the story is dog shit. This is like the worst Borderlands story. This is worse than the Borderlands 1 story. Because at least with the Borderlands 1, they were like, yeah, our story isn't that great. But we let the humor speak for itself and uh, the gameplay speak for itself. You know, we'll, we'll stay out of your way and we'll give you some laughs every now and then. The Borderlands 3, upon release, wouldn't let you skip cutscenes. So you had to sit through the story that is just god-awful. All of the characters from Borderlands 2 that were funny and, you know, were uh, just the right amount of cringe where where <laughs> you could laugh at it. Now they're over the top. They take themselves too seriously. And on top of that, you'll start the game off by feeling like you're out of the loop. Because if you didn't play the Telltale Borderlands game, you will uh, come to the realization that Scooter... One of the main characters in this story was killed in that game. So if you didn't play it, he was killed off camera. (laughs) And you just feel that was the first moment where I felt so out of the loop. And I was like, why the fuck is Scooter dead? What happened? Like, I remember the first night I played the game, I was with three of my friends. We were playing it together. And uh, one of them had played the Telltale games. and. Uh, I remember saying like, why the fuck? Where is Scooter? Why, why is Scooter dead? And he had to fill me in that Scooter died in that game. Something that you thought was like a spinoff. You don't have to play it. No, it was it was part of the mainline story. So that really pissed me off. But um, yeah, man, the Borderlands 3, the gameplay is great at first, but that story is just so bad. The The villains can't compare to handsome jack who's the villain in borderlands 2 i mean they're like these weird twitch streamer uh people who are uh making fun of you for being stupid (laughs) the whole time yeah they're and 
Handsome Jack did that a lot in Borderlands 2, but it was unique and funny. And this time around, they're like influencers. Like, I don't really know how to explain it. It was just so bad. The story it's, was and just it's like, terrible. One, one of the things you kind of touched on, too, is that like the story of 2 was also not good. You know, like, it's not like... It's not like we had this crazy. Well, uh, okay, I mean, or not, not good, but it, it wasn't like it wasn't anything that was, uh, you know, o- like complicated or anything. It was very oh, much like yeah. a go here, do this type yeah. type of story, and we're yeah. going to go on this adventure together. So it's not like we're coming from you know world class storytelling and like you know yeah. all these plot twists and like oh my god, that's you know that's how it all fits together type of thing. It's they're very basic, out of the way stories that like. Um, you know, no one's, I don't think anyone's going to be to, you know, to quote my late friend, um, Chase's cousin, um, no one's going to be chomping <laughs> at the bit to see what comes next in the story. Uh, <laughs> there's like, I, and, and another thing too, that, that I feel like where a lot of, um, pieces of, um, just any sort of entertainment media stumble is when they go from very evergreen, uh, style of humor to all of a sudden yeah. becoming contemporary and um, in the moment humor. So like, yeah, yeah. evil Twitch. Like, e- you're right. It, it is literally evil Twitch streamers. Like, yeah, that it it just feels very out of place. It doesn't feel timeless. Another another one that kind of mm-hmm. is sticking out to me is like, um, and, and this this all might just be a pet peeve, but like it's always not even Philadelphia. You know, I feel like that show really took a nosedive when it it stepped out of just being, you know, just these five freaks. Narcissists. You know, like yeah, yeah, exactly, just trying to get along together, and then they started trying to like tackle contemporary issues or something, and and it's not yeah. just like you know like you know, go woke, go broke type of thing, you know, like it's, it's See, more of just like, I, I just don't want that. I don't want that in here. I don't want that to like infiltrate the, the pre-existing system that I already like, you know, like it just, it just feels very odd and just very out of place to me. Some of the best it's always sunny episodes are ones where they do tackle contemporary things though. Like the gun fever episode is so fucking funny where uh d and sorry to get way off topic and talk no you're good sunny in philadelphia but where d and dennis start the episode by uh saying there's too many guns on the streets we need gun control and charlie and mac are saying you know (laughs) no we need more guns on the streets (laughs) and they go out and try to prove it and come back and then they they've completely flopped where Dennis and D now want more guns on the streets yeah. and Charlie and Mac want gun control. It's just one of the funniest fucking episodes ever. So I think you can do it right, but I guess time will tell. Maybe that, that episode will not be funny in, you know, say 20 years or whatever. The, the real issue with the contemporary humor is when it's not funny in one year. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's kind of, or not funny when it comes out. And that's kind of the issue of the board. Yeah. And maybe, maybe has. a better example would be kind of like the South Park type stuff, you know, where, like where if you mm-hmm. don't have the context to what's going on. Oh, um, yeah. Or, yeah. you know, once you're so far removed from it, it's just like, hey, remember when. Kanye uh, West, yeah, remember uh, Kanye, was, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Remember, like when they yeah. were when Cash for Gold was trying to scam old people or whatever. You know, it's just like, <laughs> I, oh yeah, I guess I, I, 
<laughs> that fucking TikTok of like, the, oh, I do remember that. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. And, and you're right. I mean, that, that is true. I mean, I agree that. Uh, so maybe, maybe it's something else. Maybe there's another layer to it that I, I'm not yeah. picking up on, but it just definitely in this case, I think it, um, but I see what I, I see what you're saying. There's though. something I, there, I you know, someone, you. Yeah. someone figure this out. Someone figure out where I'm going with this, but, um, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's so frustrating too. how, like you said, how in your face it all is too. Like there's no, There's no ignoring know. it. There's they, no ignoring they it. Make you sit through it. Like uh in the previous games, you could really uh just ignore the story at your own leisure. And this one, they really tried to make it uh the forefront uh driving factor of the game. Whereas this I think that the Borderlands works best when what's driving you is the desire to make your character more powerful. Mm-hmm. But in this game, they tried to make it the story, and it was just the worst fucking story they have ever made. It was yeah. just so fucking bad. Um, another thing that really frustrates me with uh, Borderlands 3 is uh, the character skill trees. I I feel like I'm in a minority here. Um you know, I've seen a lot of the I'm air quoting video game journalists say that these uh, these characters are the playable characters are some of the best we've had. Their skill trees allow for a lot of, uh, you know, unique builds. And that was not my experience at all. One of the main issues I have with this game is that the skill trees are very much segmented where um, you're. You have a red, green, and a blue skill tree. Uh, later, they added a white one in DLC, or purple one in DLC. But you have a red, green, and blue skill tree. Uh, in previous games, you could make a build that used all of those skills. You know, skills from different uh, skill trees. And you could come up with something that was, you know, really unique. This, this character excels by killing uh, mob enemies. The more, like low level enemies i kill i do more damage type yeah. of thing or i move faster in this game in borderlands 3 they've made the builds for you you have three to choose from do you want red green or blue yeah because the skills don't work well with each other over the skill tree boundary so you know if you're playing say mose you're either playing red green or blue mose like that yeah. that's it and that was one of the things that just really started me on the borderlands three hate train is it's like there's there's very little replayability here because i i can't experiment with these builds they they really are just already set in stone for me as yeah as opposed to borderlands 2 where there's an infinite number of things that you can do i'm i'm convinced that i still haven't made the best build i can make in the borderlands 2 i just haven't even thought of it yet you know yeah, but and, not, and plus, there's I don't get that feeling with Borderlands. Right. 3. Yeah. And plus your your play style also goes a really long way of influencing that as well. So it's not like, yeah. you know, there there maybe is kind of like a raw damage element to it as well. But mm-hmm. also gravitating towards certain weapons and then kind of finding, like you said, you know, the ways that the skill trees interact with one another. You know, you can kind of find these like it, 
moments of almost feeling like you're kind of breaking the the game interaction, you know, between the skill tree, uh, mm-hmm. where it's like, and, and you know, maybe that maybe that was intentional, like putting putting certain things in the game, but like, um, it just yeah, it just felt like there was a lot more possibility of um, stumbling upon or experimenting your way into mm-hmm. the perfect build that does crazy damage. Mm-hmm. You have enough survivability to where you're not just, you know, going to going to go in and get slammed every single time. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so I, I totally agree with you there. The 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 other thing with the um, these characters in three uh, compared to Borderlands two, there's a character, the Mechromancer, where a big portion of every Mechromancer build. And, you know, I, I know this is kind of unfair in a lot of ways because uh it's such a unique character, but one of the big parts of the Mechromancer is you don't want to manually reload because each time that your character runs out of ammo in their magazine and forces you to reload, you get a stack of anarchy. The more anarchy you have, the more damage you do, but the less accurate you are. If you manually reload, your anarchy stacks start depleting, but you get more accurate and heal yourself. So there's like this balance of playing the Mechromancer that there's nothing like that in Borderlands 3, you know, where there's trade-offs. Everything in the Borderlands 3 is this skill just makes you 100% more powerful. Have fun. You know, you you do more damage. You, You do more explosive damage. In the Borderlands 2, the skills were super unique. It was like... This is going to make you do more damage, but you're also going to be less accurate. So you need to find a way to counteract that, you know, and that just leads to way more unique situations. Whereas in the Borderlands three, it's like, we're not, we're not going to mess with the, uh, the way you play the game. We're not going to force you to play the game in a new and unique way. Just go shoot some shit. But it's like, (laughs) that doesn't work anymore, man. You already did that in the Borderlands one. We need something unique. We need something to push us into a new uh, formula, I guess would be the word, a new play style, you know? There's, I don't know. There's, there's almost a point forming in my head about, (laughs) (laughs) about how like the, uh, the wheels are turning, the wheels are turning. It's just, it's just kind of striking that balance where they, they make, they make the trade off just, just enough so that you know what what you're what you're physically doing with the control in your hand feels different rather than just like changing the character oh, fuck mm-hmm. uh well all right i think it's gone okay we're good we can move <laughs> on um, that's all right man but I, I yeah i really do like that about um games but it doesn't it, it still leaves things open you know because you can still you know i think that the anarchy stack is a really good example because like it still leaves things open you know you can still push it past like maybe what's reasonable, you know, you can, you can get that really intense trade off of, um, you know, dealing, you know, doing more damage, but it's, damn, I don't know. I think what you're trying to say is you don't have to, if you don't want to, you don't have to play the way Borderlands 2 set out for you either. Yeah, because what you. I think what they wanted you to do was balance how many anarchy stacks you have. So you're still kind of accurate, but you're doing more damage. But if you want to, 
you can just run around and get as many anarchy stacks as yeah. possible. And it still fits to your, you. Yeah. Like you, the and player. And have your bullets flying off sideways out of the gun barrel, but you just get right up to somebody point blank and just unload at them. It's still viable. Yeah. You can still do that. It's more difficult than playing the way that they've set out, but you can fucking do it. You know, I th- is that kind of what you're trying to? Yeah, get I to? think so. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> Some, someone figured it out for me. Thank you. No uh, all right. Now, what was I going to say? <laughs> I don't know. Um, cool. Well, I, I don't know. Is there is there anything else in three that's like jumping out to you? Um, it just I was going to say the end game is. Yeah, because uh, I didn't even get to the end game. So whatever you have to. The end game is OK. I. I think it's better than Borderlands 2's um, OP levels. In Borderlands 3, you have something called your Mayhem levels. And the Mayhem levels, you can change up or down at any point. Uh, and they basically just over-level the enemies that you're going to encounter. So they function similar to the OP levels in Borderlands 2, which we'll get to shortly. But um, I find that the thing that frustrates me with 3 is the even the low level enemies feel like bosses sometimes, um, which I won't harp on too much because that's just kind of part of what Borderlands three is. It's a looter shooter. You know, these, these enemies are going to be tougher as you get higher in level. Um, but they, I feel like they could be toned down a little bit Mm -hmm. because having to unload an entire mag into, you know, just your average grunt enemies really does get annoying. Um, so maybe if they could have toned it down just a hair, um, oh shit, I'll rapid fire off some issues. The DLCs are terrible. Um, if you're a new player to the Borderlands 3, I would highly suggest that you uh, don't touch the DLCs if possible. Uh, if you enjoy just the vanilla game, you know, you're going to get the most out of that. Uh, none of the DLCs are that great. Um maybe deep sale content, but they really focus on the story and, you know, they're not that great. Borderlands three also instituted a season system where, uh, for a while you didn't own all the content that they made. It was released in seasons. So they would change the game world around you by, uh, making enemies different. They would reskin, they would drop different weapons, but you couldn't, uh, do that whenever you wanted they've fixed that issue now where you can you know turn on different seasons in the menu so that's cool but on release that was really frustrating um another issue legendary weapons don't feel legendary anymore they drop like fucking candy so you know that's another issue that's actually a huge issue with this game in borderlands 2 a legendary weapon truly felt legendary. It was like, oh my god, I've been waiting for one of these orange bitches to drop. Yeah. But in Borderlands 2, they're dropping all the fucking time. It's like, if you kill a boss and one doesn't drop, it feels like you just got bad luck. Like, there's... But, you know, just run it one more time, he'll drop his legendary weapon. Yeah. It's no big deal. Um. So, yeah. Anyways, I could... We could shit on the Borderlands 3 a long time. <laughs> we're, we're time constraints. You know, let's let's get to the fucking best game ever made. Let's get to Borderlands 2, man. Fuck it. Minecraft. <laughs> Minecraft. 
Minecraft. I, hey, you can make a you can make an argument for that being the best game ever. I think it might be. Oh, are we gonna go there real quick? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, cool. Maybe some so other let's uh, to get us back into. <laughs> At some point, I wanted to uh, go through this. Okay, I wanted to read this quote. Sorry, I have like several tabs open instead of just having like a notes thing um in front of me. So allow Allow me to introduce myself. I'm a CL4PTP oh steward bot, but my friends all call me Claptrap, or they would if any of them were still alive or had existed <laughs> in the first place. Oh, I've got something for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and thus begins the best game ever. Yeah. Uh, so in Borderlands 2, there are Mm -hmm. don't make me do it don't make you do what don't make me hit the fidget spinner Uh, there are some what what would you consider one of the did you have any roadblocks in the game how about that and so mm-hmm. I'm looking at a uh, let me let me read through these uh, these story bosses. Uh, we get Knuckle Dragger, Boom Boom, Captain Flint, Bad Maw, Warden, Wilhelm, Gluttonous Thresher, Bloodwing, Jack's Body Double, Bunker, Mortar, Saturn, Handsome Jack, and the Warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as roadblocks like that, no, not really. Um. These bosses are great. I think that the biggest roadblock in the Borderlands 2, though, is um, when you get to Ultimate Vault Hunter mode and everything can kill you. Yeah. <laughs> like, everything poses a threat. But as far as, like, um, hmm, bosses actually being difficult, I'm not sure. I know, I remember having a little bit of trouble with um, the Warrior um in my early playthroughs because mm-hmm. there's lava all over that environment and yeah. i would it would constantly i didn't know where to go to get away from it and stuff uh and he's so far away so you know it's kind of difficult to do reliable damage to him because he'll go under the map and shit but right i i didn't really hit any major roadblocks what about you i so i hit um for me, for some reason, on the first run through, I don't know what the issue was, but for some reason, the gluttonous thresher. Um, mm. So this is after you're getting out of the um, the kind of like the the robotics facility, you know, the big like mm-hmm. manufacturing. And for some reason, I got stuck there, like on my first playthrough, which I, I feel like maybe I was just missing something. Um, but what I wanted to kind of talk about was. When when you do hit these roadblocks, you know how it it doesn't feel it, so it can feel a little bit frustrating when you know you just like you're at max health, max shield, 
and then you're not, you know, mm-hmm. like it just it it gets I would say that would that's that's one of my only complaint in the uh in all of Borderlands 2 is yeah. if I had to pick one major complaint, it's just this feeling of like pixel vomit, you know, and like, you know, who the hell is even shooting at me right now? But Mm -hmm. what makes that kind of fun is then you get to try out um, some, you know, some different build variety and going through. So I wanted to ask you if you had hit any roadblocks, um, Mm -hmm. which so maybe maybe not in the story bosses necessarily, but, um, Mm -hmm. you know, what are some things what's what what are some of the first things you'll swap out um, when you get to a um, a big roadblock like that. Do you automatically go to like weapons and try to kill it faster before it kills yeah. you? Or do you automatically go to survivability, sacrifice some damage, respect your character? Maybe since respecting mm-hmm. is so easy in, in this, what, what, what kind of, what things kind of jump out to you as like first option? Yeah. Generally I'll start with, um, paying more, uh, so my biggest roadblocks come in at the end game generally, which mm-hmm. I I do have my issues with. I think enemies do way too much damage to you at once to the point where and they're you know, they'll be halfway across the map and hit you with one pellet from a shotgun and it drops your health so much. Yeah. You know, I I'm not I'm not saying the game's perfect. It's got its issues, but you know, that'll be that's kind of where most of my roadblocks come from. And when that happens, generally, I'm looking more into like ways to reliably slag all the enemies. But for people who don't know, slag is an element that's, uh, I think, only in Borderlands 2. It's Yeah, it's not in Borderlands 3. Uh, and basically what it does is it makes, uh, it makes the enemy more susceptible to every other type of damage. So if you successfully slag an enemy, then they will take more damage from other sources. Um, That's going to be the first thing I look into getting is a better way to slag all the enemies. And then um, I also look for, I generally look for more damage because it doesn't matter how much health you have in the end game of Borderlands 2. You'll get, you'll get three, you know, two, three, one shotted. Like it, it doesn't really matter. So I try to look for damage more than anything. Um, the old reliable for me is a shield called the B. It's an amp mm. damage shield. What that does is when your shield is full health or you know max, then every shot that you shoot does uh, increased damage. It's called amp damage. Um, so I like using the B and uh, you know just shooting as much as I possibly can to open up the encounter. Like, just get as many projectiles into the arena as possible. And uh, clean up stragglers is kind of the best way to go about it. Um, If I'm still having trouble, then look into respecking. And it's very dependent on what character you're playing as well. So you you wait a while to respec? Yeah, generally. Really? Interesting. (laughs) I feel like since, you know, in... In this game, especially since, you know, it's so easy to respec, like I, I actually, mm-hmm. I felt myself kind of, um, which maybe, you know, maybe this is more for, uh, you know, not something I would do in the, in the late, late end game, but you know, mm-hmm. like I felt like I was respecting all the time. Um, yeah. I kind of found that, that aspect of it to be really fun. Um, and when we go to, I just made a note of this in the, in my discord notes, but I have, a. Uh, 
uh, we've been keeping notes for a hot takes episode, and I feel like uh, one 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 of the things that I take for granted most in this game is that you can respec so easily. And I wish every game, every RPG, or almost every <laughs> RPG, you know, would allow you to to kind of do that a little bit more. But it, um, yeah, <clears throat> I, I, yeah, I kind of find that interesting that um, that we we kind of differ. Well, in that way, and, and I don't know. I think it's very important that a game gives you the option to respect. That's my biggest issue with Bloodborne <laughs> is yeah. that it doesn't let yeah. you respect. Um, I think it's very important. And the Borderlands does it the best. I think, you know, every one of these games lets you respect with like for nothing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's that's great. Um, what is the what is the respecting? Um, is it just is it just money? It's money. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's gotcha. money and it go the value goes up each time that you respec. So oh, gotcha. But when you get to the end game, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, money is no issue. Yeah. So um but yeah, I mean I'm just kind of hesitant to respec usually because I by the time I hit end game, I've got a build that I know really works. Mm-hmm. And changing up the build introduces a lot of other issues. Um Mainly being that I've farmed for weapons that are good for that build, but they might not work in yeah, another yeah. build. So it, you know, respecking would be a more in-depth process than yeah. just moving stats around, right? You know, yeah. yeah. And I think, I, yeah, I think I was a little unclear about that. For yeah. yeah, definitely for for late game. Once you have you know the weapons, you can't really mess around mm-hmm. with it. Um, but I don't know. I just I really I remember part of the reason I asked about roadblocks too is that I never really felt like. Um, and I feel like this is a good sign of a game overall, but I didn't feel frustrated to try new things, you know, or to like switch up, switch up my approach. And, and, you know, when I did earn the victory, like, you know, it felt like I earned it because I tried different things and because I, um, you know, it's not like a huge barrier of skill, you know, it's more of like, you have everything you need right now, just you know, come at it from a little bit of a different angle. And and in this game specific or this, you know, game franchise specifically looks very different than coming at things differently in like Elden Ring, for example, you know, like they're, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's kind of a, it's kind of a fun way to approach um, problem solving in in these games. Yeah. This game poses less of a, uh, I, I, mm, how would I say it? I think it poses less of an emphasis on your skill as a player and more uh, your intelligence. So yeah, it's like, yeah. how well did you read the skills? You know, how well mm-hmm. do you understand how these systems work together? Because yeah. that's what's actually going to carry you through late game Borderlands 2. Um, whereas in Elden Ring, it's more, or, you know, a lot of games, it's how good have you gotten? Exactly, you know? yeah. But I think (laughs) I found more and more that I'm not very good. And even the games I thought that I was good at, I'm still not very good. You know, I just I just pumped all my points into health, you know, like it's kind of a kind of a weird realization to come to. Yeah, that's that's all right, man. Borderlands is your safe space. You don't need to be good to. to Yeah, but man, Borderlands 2, I just got to. We we got to go through. I know we're getting pretty high up there in runtime, but we yeah. got to talk about this game specifically, man. Like the uh, the story on this one is just insane. 
like completely out of left field. I think it's fantastic. Like, yeah. Coming off of Borderlands 1 to have a story like this is just incredible. Um, revolves around you're now you now have a new set of playable characters to choose from once again you're looking for a vault um and the main antagonist handsome jacks comes out of the gate swinging he is like the best villain in video game history and it's really not even that close uh, <laughs> this guy is just fucking crazy yeah like, He's constantly in your ear berating you, calling you stupid, uh, saying that you, there's a mission in this game where he tells you you should kill yourself. <laughs> and the mission objective comes up on your screen. I thought it was going to be, you know, uh, something along the lines of like, he tells you to jump off a cliff, right? And I thought the mission was going to be along the lines of like, destroy the fucking cliff. So yeah. you have no option, you know, but it's like, no, jump, kill yourself. Yeah. Jump off the cliff. Yeah. Um, it's just so, it's so funny, man. I, I, I just love it, but you know, and there are moments in the game too, you know, I feel like Borderlands three was trying to recapture this, but there's a moment in Borderlands two. That's like, there's a couple that are just so fucking sad. It's actually good storytelling and, uh, Borderlands three just couldn't, couldn't recapture that lightning in a bottle, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, this game really just struck gold um, as well as, you know, having post-release content. Uh, no other Borderlands game has even come close to giving you the value for your dollar as this game does. I mean, you can regularly get it for like five bucks now mm -hmm. and it's just thousands of hours of content. Uh, and a lot of it is stuff you're going to replay over and over and over, but you know, that that's going to be a negative for some people, but you know, I, it's part of the experience for me, you know, it's just getting intimately, uh, just getting all this intimate knowledge of the game. You know, I could, I just, I'm at the point now when I play through this game where I just know where to go, <laughs> you know, yeah. like I'm playing it faster than the game is responding. So it's like, I know what the next objective is before they even tell me. And right. I'm still not sick of it. You know, mm. it's still so fucking good. What? 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 What, what <laughs> the fuck? I wish the only thing that really kind of is, is a bit of a pet peeve. I, I almost wish if when in games like this, you know, if you're going to play it over again, I almost wish there was an option to just like skip like an hour into the game. Um, cause I was just kind of going through, you know, like mentally going through and meeting like Hammerlock, and I, I almost mm -hmm. wish that would, would you, do you think the games would benefit or Borderlands two specifically would benefit from just being able to skip like right up to captain Flint or something? Cause I, or maybe not right well, at the foot of his tree or something, you know, like, yeah. the, you know, the mountain, whatever. Cause that, well, that's the, a really fun level to run through, but the borderlands does have a system like that. It'll give you a, uh, occasionally it'll say, Hey, do you want to skip, uh, the missions that you've done in a previous playthrough? What? Yeah. Have you never Where does it say that? that? No, I don't think um, so. So it'll be, it'll be a pop-up <laughs> that comes up on your screen and, and uh, it is kind of finicky because sometimes it won't allow me to do it. And to be honest, it's usually not in your best interest mm -hmm. to do so. Cause you need to be leveling up. But, yeah. um, yeah, I, I encountered it. Uh, a couple nights ago when I was playing through and I, I, I don't really remember it doing that 
yeah. which is kind of why I say it's finicky. Um, but yeah, I, I started my uh, second playthrough on a character and uh, certain story missions it would let me just completely skip but um my mind is blown I'll, yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely have to keep an eye out for that yeah it Damn. says like i believe the pop-up says do you want to skip missions you've completed in a mm -hmm. previous playthrough Damn, that's but badass. it's not but it's like i said it's usually not in your best interest yeah so like you know i would i think the game could be improved in some ways by allowing you to skip uh to the meat and potatoes of the game yeah like you know just like instead of having to run through this arena three times can you just give me a teleport <laughs> option yeah, you yeah. know right in front of the boss room there are certain spots where i think that would be better mm -hmm. but i'm hesitant to say that it without a doubt should be there because I love the fucking boss runs in this game. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, for sure. And I, I wasn't I even talking about like where I'm going. a big majority of the game. I just meant, you mm -hmm. know, kind of like the first hour or so. Cause yeah, um, but it, it, it's yeah. not even like a huge deal or anything. It's just, I, I was just kind of thinking out loud there. Mm -hmm. um, and I know once you get to the, the, an ultimate vault hunter playthrough, I don't think you have to do the whole claptrap beginning section right. where he tells you how to walk and shit. <laughs> I think they do put you uh, in the first town, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But, so that that's good, but still, I think they could have taken it a step further. Mm -hmm. And, you know, shit. E even just put me in Sanctuary. Yeah. You know, and start the game yeah. from when you first get to Sanctuary or something. Because mm -hmm. most of that early part is kind of and I'm biased because there's a ton of playthroughs that I've, it's the part of the game I've played the most because you start a character and you never finish it, you know, and yeah. you played the intro 37 times. So I don't know, but I, I think you're onto something. I think they could make that a little bit more streamlined, uh, especially in the later playthroughs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One thing too, I've, I've just kind of been thinking about that, you know, we've, we've talked about how, how much content there is in the game. One thing, so I, I looked up this released in 2012. Mm -hmm. So yeah. 10 years ago. God, <laughs> like, I remember. Which is I, insane. And, but I wanted to. I was to, working at Alco when it came out. What? Man. Yeah. I think so. God. Damn. Or maybe I just quit. Yeah, I can't that's remember. crazy. But I just remember so vividly yeah. going, buying it at Alco. Right. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's so funny. Rest in peace, Alco. Rest in peace. Dog, but this game is so huge. Just the physical like footprint of the game and the amount of places that there are to go. And another thing that it does really well is the um I know this is this is a little bit controversial, but I like games that um kind of force you to traverse the area a little bit. I like that that kind of puts you into, um, you know, works you into um, kind of some forced engagement, forced combat sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, so like the a good analogy or a good example um, would be like the Dark Souls, you know, can you can you warp to every single bonfire or like Dark Souls one where you can only warp to like main bonfires. I really like that this uh, the fast travel and, you know, when you when you go up to the 
um, the fast travel system that it will get you kind of close to where you're going, but you still, you know, there's still some walking th- that you need to do. And then you can really appreciate, I mean, just the, the volume of <laughs> how oh, yeah. much space there is in this game. And, uh, but it doesn't feel like, you know, you're just walking and walking and walking and walking. And even if you're driving, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't feel like miles and miles of driving, but it's just, you know, it's yeah. just enough to kind of keep you familiar and keep you, keep a map of the world mentally. Um, mm-hmm. and just kind of, you know, how to get from one area to, to another. I really is really cool. I think it's just enough to let you cool off if you died to, yeah. you know, where yeah. it's like, you know, you're, you're not going into engagements, banging your head against the wall because you, you have that, that chill time of just driving or walking through the world a little bit. And right. shit, how have we not even mentioned this yet? The art style of these games oh, yeah. is just beautiful. There's, you know, this it's called cell shading, I believe. Mm-hmm. So they look like comic books and it's just the most like, I mean, there are moments in this game that was released over 10 years ago now that look better than anything coming out today. You know, it's just, it's got that evergreen look to it. Even the first game, you know, was starting to look a little dated, but I still think it looks fine. Right. But the, the art, the art style and kind of that direction isn't really, isn't aging like at all, you know, it's, it's very much stuck, you know, it's, it's in its own time or, you know, it's in all time, whatever the fuck I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, there are definitely some, you know, just some animations and, and kind of some, I don't even want to call it blocky because like, that's the, you know, that's kind of goes hand in hand with the the art style. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. Um, Damn, would you would you fuck up a, a a remake or a remaster of Borderlands 2? Or do you think it uh, even needs it? I don't think it needs it, but mm-hmm. I mean, it would depend who made it because at this oh, point if yeah. Gearbox made it, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz they would the thing that I have issues with uh Borderlands 3 performs like shit. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the most unoptimized game ever. Like I've I finally got some good settings for it where I'm, you know, getting decent performance, but say they brought Borderlands 2 into the Borderlands 3 engine, I don't really see the point. Right. Probably. I mean, look, I'm a fan. These are like my favorite games. So would I get it? Yeah. But I wouldn't exactly be excited. You know, I'd be uh, more pessimistic going into it. Like, did we, did we really fucking need this? You know? Because, I mean, shit, man. The The price of entry for this game now is so low. Like I said, it goes on mm-hmm. sale all the time. It still looks good. Yeah. And you get if you get it in the Handsome Collection, you get all but one of the DLCs. And the one that you don't get was free for like two years. I yeah. don't know why they suddenly decided to make it cost money. But, man, it was... Yeah. It's just fantastic. Um... Oh man. Oh yeah. One thing I wanted to touch on with, um, with the borderlands Two that I think really makes it, uh, really makes it good is with these looter shooters with the borderlands, the main driving force of your game is going to be getting gear that you like getting gear that works for your build. And a lot of it is going to be legendary mm-hmm. and the borderlands Two has the perfect drop rate for legendary weapons. You know, the highest level, of weapons well legendary isn't even the highest level the highest is pearlescent i believe Mm -hmm. something like that um and those are like 
uh, you almost never see him, which is perfect. You right. Know? Like, yeah. But the uh, the legendaries drop just enough where it's like, you know, that I had to work for this. I had yeah. to really work for this. And even when they do drop, they might not be the exact one that you wanted because there's variation in those legendary weapons. So you might have to farm for a legendary for, you know, an hour before you finally get the one that you were looking for. And I think that, you know, some people really hate that, but it just works for me. I really like it. I think it speaks to my, uh, my mental illness or something. (laughs) It's like, I know what I have to do. I start here, I kill these enemies and then I quit out of the game and start it up again. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and rinse and repeat. I love that. Kill those same enemies faster. Yeah. Yeah. So I can kill them faster. Exactly. It's, I, I see the flaw in it, but I don't care. I like yeah. it. But I don't know, man. Did you have anything else you wanted to touch on with the Borderlands? I don't too? think so, man. I was going through some of the, you know, some of the main main things that we talked about. I think we basically got mm-hmm. I got it all on my system, I think. Yeah. I oh, think I so did good. too. Yeah, the, I need to I really need to go go play too. Yeah. Because we too. uh I think the thing is we we talked about Borderlands 2 in every section of this podcast. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the things I want to bring up, it's like, well, I already talked about that. Yeah, you exactly. get the idea. The the takeaway from this one is if you haven't played Border excuse me, Borderlands 2, you're missing out. Yeah. It's a fantastic game. Hmm. Oh wait. Yo. We we got to do our ending section. We said that we were oh. going to do things that we discovered. Oh, do you have anything? Uh, I have to think about it for a second. Okay. Um, I do. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's see. Here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so, in in preparation for this uh, podcast this week, I played through a good chunk of each of the Borderlands games, and I decided that I would also get. I didn't really discover it this week, but new game i got tiny tina uh wonderlands what's it called uh exactly um tiny tina's wonderlands yeah um i downloaded or i bought that i downloaded it and played it a little bit expecting to hate it (laughs) and i actually kind of like it so far it's pretty fucking good i think that uh the main issues i have with it are some of the same issues i have with borderlands 3 but my biggest issues with the Borderlands 3, it's kind of fixed. The humor isn't as annoying. I mean, mm-hmm. it is annoying because it's Tiny Tina. She's an annoying character. But it just kind of works because of the setting. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I, I just really enjoy it. So I think if you're a Borderlands fan, you should definitely give it a shot. But don't buy it for 60 bucks. I don't <laughs> think it's I don't think it's yeah. worth 60 bucks. But I'm having fun with it. And it's it's really cool because uh you can actually make um, I feel like you can actually make builds again as opposed to the Borderlands 3 where they're set out for you in this game you have a really in-depth character creator at the beginning or not like super in-depth but pretty good and you have different skills that you can choose from and I don't know it's it's a cool change up on the Borderlands style so if it flew under your radar you should give Tiny Tina's Wonderlands a shot it's pretty fun. Badass dog. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. No problem. Thank no you. problem. Base you got guy. something? Something you no, discovered? I don't, no, not really. <laughs> yeah, I've just been kind of 
uh, bumming around. Well, not really bumming around. Just doing a lot of non-gaming shit this week, unfortunately. But um, that's all good. Monster Hunter Rise title update four, <laughs> right around the corner. I've been playing that a little bit at work. Yeah, man. and uh, here, r- real quick to cap the podcast off. Um, defend Rampage Quests. <laughs> okay, here's the only thing you need to understand about Rampage Quests. Okay. When they say a counter signal has been fired, get in there and fight. Get in there and fight because you get a huge uh, weapon boost. If it doesn't say (laughs) that, then stay on a gun. Stay Mm -hmm. on a, uh, what are are they called? Uh, Ballistas. Ballista, yeah, ballista. Um, Did that fix it for you? (laughs) (laughs) No, not really, but... uh, I don't know, man. I was just playing it at work and getting really annoyed. It's just not a good way to manage it. If you could, if you could pull up some sort of like map thing, you know, that like allows mm-hmm. you to manipulate everything rather than having to run over to yeah. all the all the uh, the turret spots and, and switch them out that mm-hmm. way. It just, it's just, it's too much. It's just not very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but even knowing, you know, knowing how it works and knowing everything, you know, or not everything, but you know, knowing a lot about. Um, just the flow of how you're supposed to approach the rampages that helped mm-hmm. a lot, um, especially no, you know, knowing about the counter signal and everything like that. But mm-hmm. um, they suck, dude. They're awful. So, and this will this will be a good segue for what I'm about to propose. Since we did my favorite series of games this week, I think we do. No. I, I think it's fair to say Monster Hunter next week. Oh, Some of your favorites. Man. I don't know if it's your full on favorite, but we do an episode. Where it's a casual Monster Hunter player versus the the top Monster Hunter player I in the world. The no life monster and- consumer. <laughs> I was the Monster Hunter this whole time. <laughs> I was Monster Hunter Generations <laughs> Ultimate. <laughs> oh no, man. Something to think about. Oh man. I like it. You know I want to. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. When I pull up out front, you see the Benz on bill. When I roll 20 deep, so much drama in the club. Now that I roll with Trey, everybody show me love. When you sell like a minute, you get plenty of goofy love. Look, homie, ain't nothing changed. Roll down, cheese up. I see exhibit in the cutting man. Roll them trees up. Roll that. Watch how I move. You mistake before I play up pimp. Been hit with a few shells, but I don't walk with a limp. I'm all right.